Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, this is Daryl. Man, there's a whole lot going on in the world of sports this week and over the weekend. Miami Dolphins seem like they really want to make an effort to go to the playoffs, beating the New England Patriots, the mighty, mighty Patriots. Wow. And, oh, my goodness, the Kansas City Chiefs can win without Kareem Hunt. And so maybe some bad news about Alex Smith coming out of, out, of, out, of, out of D.C., saying that his career might be in jeopardy after the injury that he suffered in the, uh, in the, in the accident. The recovery is not going so well. But, hey, we got Ray on the line. Ray, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Daryl. Uh, good hearing you. Uh, a lot going on. And as you mentioned, uh, my band of Washington Redskins fans, tough news to hear about uh, Alex Smith. Then the backup, uh, uh, McCoy, he goes down. Yesterday, uh, Sanchez, the guy that they brought in, as a replacement who hadn't played in about three years. Uh, they benched him. Then they get a guy that's uh, uh, Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson, who hadn't been in the league since, I think, 2011. Uh, he turned out to be decent, but, uh, boy, they got spanked by the uh, Giants yesterday. So uh, going to be interesting uh, on, here on out. You know, just two weeks ago, they were in the hunt uh for the NFC East uh, division, uh, and now that's all gone. Looks like. Yeah, it really looked like it's all gone, and um, you know, and you really can't um uh, say this is a a bad coach team. I think Gruden has done a pretty good job coaching this team, but I think they've had to deal with probably more injuries than any team in the NFL. Uh, pretty much the whole offensive line got devastated, and that's. I guess that's probably a, a definitely a reflection of how many quarterbacks they've gone through uh, this season as well. Exactly. Uh, you got uh, a couple of Pro Bowlers on that uh, offensive line, and uh, uh, they've both been hurt. Uh, there have been multiple changes, and uh, when the line is, especially that offensive line, is that decimated with injuries and uh, the changes and the guys playing out of position, it, it, it affects the running game and the protection of the quarterbacks for sure. Oh, definitely. Without question. Yeah, and um, and, 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 and this team has, um, has just had to deal with, uh, from the beginning of the season, uh, um, the rookie running back that was supposed to come in and make a big difference, uh, he ended up getting hurt um, before he could ever play uh, one game. Uh, uh, Geis out of LSU. Yeah, Darius Geis was going to be uh, the complement to the Redskin offense that uh, uh, Barkley is to the Giants and uh, Zeke is to the Cowboys. Uh, we were going to see that NFC East at uh, this time of year. you got to be able to run that ball. So uh, definitely uh, a detriment to uh, what's going on there in Washington. And there I say, uh, that quarterback question again is, does anybody know Kaepernick's phone number? 
<laughs> hey, you know, uh, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, we, 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 me and you, you've come on the show a few times, man. Thank you every time you've ever come on the show. But um, we've always talked about Robert, you know, Robert Griffin III, or he's, I, some people used to call him RG3, and uh, now I just call him old Robert. But um, can, you, can you envision Robert Griffin coming back to Washington? Because he seems to have, you know, um, gained a lot of humility. And, um, and really, you know, sometimes watching a game from afar, we've seen players, when they watch the game from the sideline, they come back as better players, especially when they were good players from the onset. And we've seen that on a couple of occasions. But... Uh, can you see Robert coming back to the league, maybe with the Redskins, or it's a lot of teams going to need quarterbacks next year, maybe even the Jaguars, and starting and um, and and being a productive playoff quarterback in the NFL? Well, uh, RG3, Robert, or uh, what we might call him now is just 40 miles up the road there playing with the Baltimore Ravens. In fact, uh, after uh, Jackson was uh, pummeled there uh, yesterday, RG3 finished the uh, game for the Ravens. Uh, and he has gained uh, a different uh, um, uh, philosophy to his uh, offensive uh, game there. He's a little bit more pocket passer. Uh, he isn't running as much as uh, uh, Jackson is, uh, but then Jackson uh, suffered uh, some hits there and uh, had to leave the game. Uh, I don't know if RG3 would be a good fit back in Washington. Uh, uh, the spotlight was bright when he was there, and uh, hopefully he uh, has matured and... Uh, uh, I think a different venue still might be a better place for him. Uh, Baltimore is going to be interesting there, too, uh, with uh, Jackson having won uh, three out of four games uh, and Flacco coming back. Flacco has a big contract, uh, and the team seems to like uh, what they have on the field with uh, uh, Jackson. So it's going to be interesting. It, it is going to be very interesting. And, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, um, it, the numbers are just not really there. You know, when we see him, he's still rushing the ball 13 times for 71 yards. Um, uh, he was 13 or 24 for 147 yards um, against Kansas City. He's one of the better teams in the league. And they took them into overtime, and Kansas City had to kick a field goal to win late uh, in, in overtime. But... He, if if anything, he should learn from Robert Griffin is that you just can't really survive in this game running the ball. You know, if he goes back and look at some of Robert Griffin playoff games, uh, you just can't survive in this game running the ball as a quarterback weighing less than two hundred and fifty pounds. And and I think we've seen some of the effects of Cam Newton running the ball so much now with his ability to throw the ball and be a pocket passer, and I'm talking about probably some of the licks and some of the, the damage that he's had to deal with from being a running quarterback in the NFL. You know, uh, Tom Brady just broke the 1,000-yard mark um, in rushing. I think he got like a 1,003 yards because he gained about three yards in the Dolphin game over the weekend in a loss. But 
here's a man that's playing in playing into his forties. You know, we can't expect that from Cam Newton. And and at the rate um, Lamar Jackson is going, he's going to have a thousand yards in three years. <laughs> yeah, but he. Uh... Uh, his, his his body, as you say, the, 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 there's a lot of trauma to those hits. So uh, the body uh, can't take that wear and tear. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting now with the uh, decision that uh, the uh, most recently crowned Heisman Trophy winner, uh, the kid uh, Tyler Murray, is making. A uh, uh, good kid, but a, a smaller guy with about 5'10", 5'11". And... Uh, seems to be that he's going to go on and play baseball with the uh, Oakland Athletics. Oh, well, there's no doubt that uh, I think he should play baseball with the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Because, really, um, you know, they've already signed him to, I think, like a $9 million contract or something like that. And I think they told him he can play football for one more year. I just read something recently, so... He, he may be able to come back and play next year, but that'll, that'll be it for him as far as um, football is concerned, which is a good thing, I think, you know. You know, at, at, at his age and his size, uh, and I, I think four and a half million of that was guaranteed uh, uh, going on and getting into his baseball career and that first, uh, what, four years out of the way, and uh, he's looking at the kind of money that a uh, Bryce Harper might be making if he goes on and has that kind of start to his career uh, hitting and playing the game. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's best for him. And, and you know, and, and his future. I think he has a bright future in baseball. I've never really seen him play, but if he plays baseball with any kind of heart, and commitment that he has on the football field, um, I think it's. I think it's going to be a. He's going to be a, a bright athlete for a lot of people to look up to, and uh, and watch, and, and can't wait to watch this Heisman Trophy winning football player play baseball. And let's hope that he's in the major leagues in the in the, in the very near future because we can't wait to see him as fans of of, of sports. You know, we want to see this kid, and what 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 does he have? You know, um, is he as good in baseball as he is in as he was in football? Because I think his football career is getting ready to come to a close probably next year, and that'd be wonderful if he could win the Heisman two years in a row. I think that'd be something very special. Yeah, that would be. Uh, but uh, boy, for that for that money that he's getting now, that's that's more than uh, the, the endorsements are going to come for him and all that and. Uh, uh, I I think I'd pass that uh, another run at the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, you know, and baseball is going to give him one more run at the Heisman. And um, his off season is with the uh, Oakland A's. Without question, in the summertime and uh, in the spring, he has to go. Probably doesn't even have a chance to practice spring spring training with um, with the um, Oklahoma because he's in spring right. training with um, the Oakland A's. Yeah, and uh, the conditioning for baseball and, and football would be a, a little different for him, and and the the travel. So uh, he's he has a hard decision, but uh, boy, he has the talent to uh, make make that hard decision. So oh yeah, yeah. And and Ray, I don't think it's a hard decision. I think it's a no brainer. I think he goes <laughs> play and baseball. play play baseball for. 
15 years and have an illustrious career, and he pulls the Heisman right beside him, making money all the way, and never have to worry about a 300-pounder landing on his head. Exactly. Uh, uh, and, and, and like you say, baseball, that, that contract's guaranteed. Uh-huh. Every penny of it is guaranteed. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Hey, Ray, we got to get out of here, man. We got to take a quick commercial break. But, hey, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night talking about all kinds of sports. We'll be right back after these messages on the Sports Info UN Radio Show. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune into The Revolution with Jim and Trav this week as we talk small game and predator hunting. We'll discuss coyote stands, busting squirrels and rabbits, the dying art of trapping, and much more. Joining us is Jeff Thomason, host of Predator Pursuit, president and founder of Horizon Firearms, Derek Ratliff, and Jake Edson from Bushnell. Jim and Trav's small game and predators talk is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, uh, over the weekend, Tampa Bay Buccaneers was really putting a, a tearing on, um, on the New Orleans Saints behind it was at one point in in the second quarter. It was fourteen nothing. You know, sometimes when you get down fourteen nothing in these NFL games. It's not. It's pretty tough. But when you're dealing with a quarterback like Drew Brees, uh, All Pro, uh, NFL Player of the Year, NFL Pro Bowler, um, hey, he, you know, he's he, he's one of those grit and grimy kind of guy. But to give us an up close and personal perspective from what really happened yesterday in Tampa Bay's loss. To the to the uh, New Orleans Saints twenty eight fourteen. We got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? <laughs> <You're> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thanks for coming to be a part of the show. Man. You know, um, I, I saw I saw Jameis Winston. You know, I, I saw a clip of Jameis Winston 
going off on a sideline. And it looked like he was going off on one of his offensive linemen. And, you know, man, that joker eyes was like, his his eyes was big as mayonnaise jaws. You know what I'm saying? You know, the bottom of a mayonnaise jaw. You know, he, he looked really, he looked really like, almost like frightening. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He looked frightening, man. His eyes big as a clock. His eyes were yeah, big as a clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I look big as one of the Flavor Flav clocks. You understand what I'm saying? His eyes looked like that, both of them. You know, so yeah. I'm saying, man, it, it was it was kind of frightening. Yeah, both of them. And both his eyes looked like one of Flavor Flav clocks. So, and when you when you think about it, man, from a from a civilian's perspective, an NFL fan's civilian perspective, we look at things like that as a body from his body language and saying, "Hey, does this guy really can he control himself? If is he can is there is are there times in his life when he is out of control?" And then we have to question, and I know it from a, a civilian NFL fan's perspective, and another loss by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan perspective. I know we have to be looking at these things about him and, and having having a few question marks. And, and what's your comments on that, Red? He was checking his teammate, man. His teammate did something stupid, man. I mean, something needed to be said, you know? Leader of the team, I mean, I didn't see really nothing wrong with it. Okay. Honestly, I mean, that's my perspective, you know. I know he looked crazy. I know he looked crazy when he was doing it. But, I mean, hey, I think we all look a little crazy when we're trying to make a point. I could take a a, a frozen picture of you talking and make you look kind of... It was just, I saw a video. It just wasn't froze, you know. I, that's that's what that's what makes him more disturbing with with Jameis. Yeah, that's the thing that jumped and, out. I mean, he was as big as a clock. Yeah, and it was a video. It wasn't a still picture. You're right. If it was just a still yeah. picture, I wouldn't say nothing. I don't think it's you know we all can get caught in a picture, you know. But yeah. man, when we when we when I, I look at his teammates calling each other accountable, man. I mean, nothing more, okay. nothing less. And I, I I can go for that. I can go for that, you know, and uh, and most teams, you know, you don't really have guys. Now, Tom Brady, he's different. Tom Bentley, 20 years. He can do some things other people can't do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and, but uh, James Winston is not in that position yet. What did that referee tell, tell Cam Newton? You know, he got slammed to the ground and Cam was looking at him like crazy. He said, you ain't earned that call yet. Yeah. And Jameis saying that, that yet, wasn't right. Man. That, 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 that wasn't right when that happened to Cam Newton. That wasn't right. No what wasn't Cam right? Newton. It, it wasn't right, man. I ain't Cam Newton apologist because I'm not, but that wasn't right neither, man. I mean, a call is a call. You can't make a call based on how long somebody been in the league, man. That's just wrong. I, I get it. It's I totally it. wrong. Young players got to pay dues and all that type of stuff, but a call is a call. A foul is a foul, man. Refs got to... They they gotta let that kind of stuff right there go, man. And I think that some of that, a lot of that, is being phased out of the game, man. Because those older guys, that's old school. The old school guys believe in that stuff like that. They being phased out right now, man. I mean, it's a younger group of referees that's taking over and stuff and like that God. in the game. And yeah, that's 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 being phased out, man. Thank thank you know? God we have a young group of referees, and I and I agree, we do have younger referees now because um, the league is too fast that, for that some of these old guys, man. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't not make a call on a guy because he is he in his first year, and if it was a happened to the same guy 
as a twenty year vet, you would have called it. That can't. That that's that's not right. You know. Okay. So, uh, well. Man, I, I, that that's not right. It wasn't right when the guy said that about Cam Newton. And that, and Cam yeah. said the referee said that. The referee never said he said that. But anyway, uh, and but my point with Jameis Winston, man, is that he hasn't been in the, in the league. He's still on only, I think it was his third year in the league, getting ready to start his fourth year how next many, year. How, how many years can you, you, know, you should, should you be playing before you do something like that? I, I, think, I think you I have mean, to. Is it, uh, is it a criteria for that? I mean. I'm looking I, at I really think it is. A, I, I think it is a criteria before you can start. Did that as leader of the team? I, I can't call James Wilson leader lead of the Buccaneers, man. I just can't. You know, I, I, you know, I know maybe he's a quarterback, but I, he's not. I don't, I don't make him a leader of the team. You I, think I, it does? I, I mean. I mean, somebody, somebody got to do it. Because I'm going to tell you, when, when Rondé Barber played for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm, I call him a leader of that team, you know, because he, he was a leader of that team. I'm sure he was one of the first people that came in, one of the last people to leave well, every well, day. Well, I mean, I mean as, a, as, a, as from your perspective, I mean, just looking at this team, who, who was the leader? I mean, if it ain't him, who was the leader? Because it ain't Jerry McCoy. Who's the leader? <laughs> I, I don't know. It might be Mike Evans. I don't know. I, it probably is not. not Mike, um, I, listen, listen. As a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I can tell you, it's not well, Mike It might Evans. be JPP. You know, I don't know. It's not JPP, man. I'm telling you, man. It's Jameis Winston, man. Uh, Jameis uh, Winston. They rally around Jameis Winston, dude. He's the vocal leader of this team, man. Uh, I don't know that's... his mess-ups and all of that right there, but he is the leader of this team. And that's not, that's not something that's there's no confusion about that around here, man. He's a leader. Well, oh, he's if a he's a leader, man, and 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 the record is five and eight, then uh, we need to get a couple more leaders in there. I'm just saying, because right? well, we need some more veterans gonna, on this team. Look, like, we need some more. Wait, wait, wait! Is he going to hand it off to himself and run a hundred yards and, and and do his job as quarterback too? Don't give me is, 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 is he, he going to have? Is he going to have? If he's going to have Mike Evans on on, on one side, one of the best receivers in the league. Come on, man! One of the best receivers probably ever play at, and play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wait, we got the number one passing game in the league. I mean, come on now, we got that down. You need a running back for him to pat, for him to hand it to, so he doesn't do so much of that. So he don't throw three or four interceptions for y'all to be talking about on Monday morning. He need a running back to hand it to. Well, I told you from the start of the season that Jacquez Rogers was not enough. You know what I'm saying? I try to tell you that, man. He had four runs for 16 yards yesterday. And Peyton Barber. Did you tell me or did I tell you? I no, think I told, I told you, you Jacquez Rogers. You, you was trying to defend Jacquez Rogers early. But he, yeah, hey, he, look, he, man, he, look, man. You know, Jacquez Rogers, the littlest running back we got on our team, man. Matter of fact, we ain't got the two running backs on our three running backs on our team. And he the smallest one, man. Come on, man. We need a running hey. back with some help. I'm looking at, I'm scouting already this kid up there in Boston College, man, A.J. Dillon. Six foot, 245, Mike Allstock built. You know what I mean? Man, you better and be trying fast. to get in that, in that Le'Veon Bell um, uh, lottery. That's what, no, that's what he wants too, he, he want too damn much money. And oh, anybody man. that pay him more than $15 million, that pay him $15 million, what he asking for, he asking for $15 million. He, the, the, the Steelers offered him 14 and a half and he turned it down. How much money do he really want? Whoever pay him that money is going to regret it. I can damn near guarantee you that. 
Well, hey, man. I mean, he's good. He's good, man. But running backs ain't no $15 million no year, man. Get he's more than a running back. He's, he's, a, he's a running back that gets you 40 passes, 50 passes a, yeah, a, a season, too. He's going to have to go right back to Pittsburgh to do all of that. He ain't going to get plugged into no – well, I ain't going to say he ain't. I mean, because he absolutely <laughs> could. But it Yeah, it's, it's a lot of places he can go and, and, and be that kind of running back. He plugged into no. a brand new offense and drive the same way he did in Pittsburgh. I just don't think so. I'm going to just say I don't hey. think so. I'm not going to say he, it can't be done. I'm going to just say I don't think so. Well, I'll, I'll just say this, man. I'm going to say this about no Tampa Bay. This year, so. Tampa Bay is going to have a, a tough time finding a, another running back. Now, and, and uh, maybe they, may, no they ain't going to have no tough time. They need to draft several of them. I mean, that's what I would do. I'd draft several of them. Because them ones we got last year, them, I mean, he can let him go. He's a lost cause. Ronald Jones Jr., he ain't going to be no feature back, man. No, nah, he's not. He ain't going to be no feature back. I don't think he's going to be no feature back for nobody. They need to do a better job scouting these cats, man. I, 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 that's that's for sure, you know. I, I, but they've taken a chance on, on they took a chance on Ronald Jones because they were desperately in need of a running back, you know. Um, you know, Doug Martin. Hey now man, you know how many good running backs got picked way after him? That can't be no excuse. You're right. If that, I'm talking yeah. about good running backs got picked way after him. I don't want to hear that. I mean, you yeah, just got to do a better job scouting, man. And pick. And, and, and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, and I, and I agree, we probably do have, have to do a better job scouting. But don't you think Dirk Cutter has something to do with that? You know, I was just reading an article today, and every week I read about Dirk Cutter's on the of hot seat. Of course he did. He Dirk got Cutter's input, on the hot seat. That, that ain't all his call. Uh, he got an input, but that ain't all his call. Oh, I'm not going to everything. He has an input in every little thing. Offense, defense, special team, Jameis Winston. He has an input in everything. So all of that combined, he has a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He got a lot to do with a lot of things, man. And I'm just saying, it, it might be time for Dirk Cutter to to uh, to be gone. You know, for really, who? man. For who? I don't know. There you go. There you go. I, that's not my job, man. That, you know, you don't see that show Chico and the man back in the day in the seventies, and Chico used to say, "That's not my job, man. That's not my job, man." It can't be your job to be running by the town, neither, though. Why not? Well, you lose it, and, 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 and you know why? You know why? You know why? If not, not only that, you lose it. See, I care about the state of Florida, man. I'm a Floridian. Right, you understand right. what I'm saying? If the stadium is not full, if the stadium is not full, that's a bad thing. When people from Boston come to see the New England Patriots and it's more people in there with red, white, and blue on than orange right, right, and tan right. or orange and white or whatever New whatever the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right, right. are wearing, that's a problem. Right, right. So I'm saying, right. and, and if Dirk Cutter's not getting it done, he, he needs to go. Let's get somebody that's else in there that ain't going to get it done. Not, or maybe they okay, might get lucky and get it done. How many coaches, we just had this conversation a few weeks ago, man. I mean, how many coaches did you go through in Jacksonville? You got to settle on somebody. You can't just play coaches roulette and keep changing coaches and expecting things to be the same to, to, to change, man. You got to stick with somebody. Let's you got to have some man. solidarity. You got to have some solidarity, man. It can't let, be let, just... Just all, let's, let's, all revolving, this as no, coaches revolving, no. Oh, we're going to try this new guy. Oh, that didn't work. We're going to try this. That didn't work. We're going to try this. you got to stick with something. This is the most sustained offense 
that this franchise has ever seen. You can't undo that. Not just like that. You can't undo that. I mean, this is from my perspective I'm looking at. I'm not saying offense, it might this, be built on too. Listen, man. Wait, Derek has taken his team far as he can. It might be time for somebody Let, else to, to, to take him a little further to the next level. When was the last time? When was the last time? When was the last time you heard Tampa Bay Buccaneers and number one offense in the NFL in the same sentence? When was the last time you heard that? Ever? I don't think so. You've got to consider that, man. I've, I've never heard you gotta that. you got to consider that. I never heard that, and I do consider that. And I think Mike Evans is a big contribution to that. Let's don't get it twisted. And like you say, it's definitely not. And Tampa Swinton is a big factor in that, too. Mike Evans, that that dude you just talking about, he done had a thousand yards every year he done been in the league. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody's throwing it to him. Somebody's throwing it to him. That's Jameis Swinton. It ain't Fitzpatrick. Jameis Swinton has done him. I think think Jameis Swinton has... um, I don't think Jameis Winston's got the we've got we haven't gotten the best out of Jameis Winston. And when you, you look at Jameis Winston no, last three years, but I but think we could have gotten much more production out of Jameis Winston. And even if even if somebody in Tampa had to put that old um put that old old old, old, old Jerry Jones move on 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 Jameis Winston, where everywhere he went, he had to have security with him, or he had to have a ride going everywhere, everywhere he went. A a red. I gotta get out of here because the line's filling up. You done you done filled these lines up talking about this dog on James Swenson. <laughs> hey man, much love. We appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. We appreciate you too. Love you back, boy. I'll holler at you next week. Peace. Hey Scott, what's happening, buddy? In this conversation I hear I'm listening to. <laughs> uh, I tell you, uh, you know, uh, and I just want to throw one thing in there about Winston, you know, uh, him being a leader. But some of the things that he does on the sidelines, uh, it, that doesn't really call for him to be a leader. A leader is one that's not going to have all that, you know, all that extra, uh, uh, you know, that's always exactly. uh, down in the uh, the team and all. Yeah, and, but and, and anyway, that, he, he's still a good he's still a good quarterback, and um, and I, I'm I'm with you. There's still a lot more that he can do, and he hasn't gave his full potential. But but he he's got it. He's a good quarterback, no doubt. I think the best is yet to see yet to be seen from um, Jameis Winston. I, I really yeah, do. He, I think they just got to get uh, they got to uh, you know get some uh, players around him. Uh, once they do that, I think. I think that they'll they'll he'll do it. He'll have better numbers. They're not bad. his numbers, you know. From time to time, he's got pretty good numbers. But but uh, they just got to get him some uh, some more tools to work with, you know. Yeah, and I think I think Red hits it right on the head when he say they don't have a running attack, you know. And right. and, uh, and and Tampa Bay, I think they're number one in offense production. But that's from the arm of Jameis Winston and Mike Evans is just a dynamite. Um, receiver and they have some. They have some really good tight ends too, uh, but um, I don't. I don't think Jameis Winston has gotten the uh, Tampa Bay has gotten the most out of Jameis Winston in the last three years, and I think that yeah. f- solely falls on the in the hands of the head coach. Um, yeah, Dirk, yeah, Dirk the, Cutter the, was brought there for Jameis. No doubt Winston. about that. Yeah, to take him yeah. to the next level. Yeah, so uh, you know. That's that's um that's that's yet to be seen, yeah. But Scott, what's on your mind, buddy? Oh, not much. Just uh, I've been I haven't been on in a while. I uh, figured I'd, I'd uh, 
chime in tonight. Uh, uh, waiting, I, my our Hurricanes didn't have the season I thought they were going to have. Uh, they started out strong, then they let up. So uh, you know they still got some uh, you know some more work to do. Uh, recruiting wise, I, I think they're they're working on uh, the offensive line. You know, trying to uh, get better. Get some better players on the offensive line, so uh, they're working on that. And then the defensive tackles. That's a few. Uh, you know, I know Willis. They're going to be having to replace him. So I think they're working on it. You know, give Rick a couple of years to see what what happens. But I, I think uh, you know, what, with what he's recruiting, it's a lot better than what we have been recruiting in the last uh, five to seven years. You know. Yeah, I I really think um, I think recruiting is conti- is going to continue to be great, but if if we don't find ways to to make our offense more um, to to spread the ball around more to to move people more, I mean I'm talking about motion, I'm talking about multiple sets. We just cannot be in one formation so many times that we become predictable. It's just I just think we really have to find uh, a creative offensive coordinator because we right. have I so totally many agree. athletes that if we don't if we uh, don't spread the ball around, some of these guys are going to get bored. You know, we saw yeah. that happen last year at the end of the season uh, when one of our number one receivers just pretty much just just left the program. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he needs to go out and get a, a good offensive coordinator. I think the uh, guy from Memphis has been talked about. Uh, he, I think, you know, you go to some of these teams that that, that are having explosive offense, that's, that's where you need to be looking. I mean, yeah. that's what, what it is. Uh, uh, you know, you need an offense, and you need to open it up, you know. Yeah, yeah, you do. You know, um, Scott, I was talking to uh, one of my teammates uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, in I think it was 19, 1986, no, no, 19, 1984, um, uh, Coach, Coach Mark Tressman went the summer of 1983, 1984. Coach Mark Tressman went to Penn State and sold them our offense, the offense that we were running at that time, sprint draw, with a lot of motion, tight end going from side to side. We had a lot of things going on on that offense. But when you look at Penn State today, you still see remnants of that offense being ran in their offense today. That same offense that Saquon Barkley won the Heisman Trophy with last year is what University of Miami was running um, in 1982 and 1983, when we won our first national championship. In 1983, um, 1983, we won the first one. In 1984, we went to the Fiesta Bowl. 1985, we won the Sugar Bowl. 1986, we went back to the Fiesta Bowl. The same offense that started that 85 game winning streak in the Orange Bowl is the same thing that Penn State is running right now. Hey, Scott, we got to get out of here, man. We got to take a quick commercial break, but don't be a stranger, buddy. We're here every Monday night talking sports at U, talking UM Sports on Sports Info UM, voiceamerica.com. We'll talk to you, buddy. Thanks. All right, man. Go Canes. Go Canes. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Mm. <laughs> 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl oliver Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, and we're talking about University of Miami and um, Gerald, Gerald Willis, University of Miami defensive tackle. Probably, I know he's going to be going in the first, second, or at least the third round of the NFL draft. But he earned a second-team All-American. I think he led the, led the nation in tackles for losses. So that's kind of interesting, and that's going to be interesting to see how how well he does in the NFL. Gerald came back this year, sat out last year, came back this year, played awesome for the uh, University of Miami All-American honors, um, second-team AP all American, so uh, that's a that's a great honor for the university and a um, and, a, and a very uh, tremendous honor for him uh, and and his teammates. Um, I'm very proud of him and uh, all that he's done for the university, and uh, we expect him to have man. Man, I'm, I, it's, it'll be beautiful to see um, Gerald Willis have one of those Cortez Kennedy or maybe a uh, Jerome Brown or. 
uh, Kevin Joseph or a man. I'm telling you, just a lot of great defensive linemen have come through the University of Miami. And uh, so it would be great to see him have a, a, a tremendous career in the NFL. You know, but uh, earlier um, we were talking about um, talking about the, ta- uh, the, the um, Jacksonville Jaguars and um, this guy, Leonard Fournette, man, you know, it's a, it's a story about him. You could see it on, you know, he, you can, if you can read lips, you can read it, but and they have professionals that do that now on television. So they actually read lips and then put the commentary, the closed caption down below. And he's, he's talking and yelling at a fan at a football game, telling him to come down here so he can kick his so-and-so-and-so. You know, this, this kind of stuff is just, and, and just, um, two weeks prior to that, he was uh, ejected from a game and suspended for one game for having a fight during a game with the, with another player. You know, this man, these guys just don't understand that these are the, these are the best jobs in the world. And why would you risk mess, messing it up? Um, why would you uh, even think about doing something silly enough? to mess up that good job. And why would you even consider fighting the people that pay for your good job? That's, that's, that just doesn't make any sense. That's like a, a, a bus driver getting in a fight with a student. You know, come on, you're going to lose your job. Well, no, the bus driver would lose his job if he got in a fight with a student. But, it's the, and, and, and you know what? Leonard Fournette would probably lose his job if he got in a fight with a fan, dummy. So, and, and if maybe only for six games, but he would lose his job for probably a temporary point of time. But my point is, you got to be a little bit smarter than that, uh, Leonard Fournette. And this is just another example of, uh, of, a, of a coach not having control of, of his team. You know, when, when, you see, when you see this kind of behavior from a player, this is, this is really an example of... Um, of, of, of a coach and um, and this guy Doug Marone uh, he has not done a, a good job in in, in in um in Jacksonville you know um, he's been there four years uh, uh, it's, it's, it, it, he well he's been in Jacksonville this is his fourth third season in Jacksonville and he had two seasons with Buffalo um, and he's only had I guess he has had three winning seasons. Nope, he's had two winning seasons in his career. So, one with Buffalo, nine and seven season in 2014, and a ten and six season last year with the um, Jacksonville Jaguars in 2017. Yeah, but when we see things like that, it's um, it's it's kind of scary. Hey, we got P on on hold. What's going on, P? What's up, man? How's it hey. been? Loving life, loving life. We up here trying to talk about these Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think it's time for Doug Marone to be going in Jacksonville? No, nah, we we can get Doug a little bit more, a little bit more rope. You gonna give him a little more time? And, and, and it's because okay, it, it's uh, is it is because we gonna blame we gonna lay most of the blame on Blake Bortles for this season? Okay. We gonna get him another quarterback and give him another shot? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Blake, is, Blake has been leaking for a while. Yeah, know, he, been, he 
fine and trying, but he's been leaking, you know, and any man, you know, hey, I, you don't gave him so many opportunities, you have to go another route, you know, I mean, hey, five years is a, a, a stretch, you know, you yeah, you're right. think at one moment he's getting better, but then he turned back around and was worse than he did, you know, when the opportunity looked good. So it's it's time to pull the string on Blake and and like hey this the other quarterback we've got we got there he'll he'll do for now because I mean he hasn't had the opportunity to have an offensive coordinator one offensive coordinator because I think in Cleveland he had many offensive coordinators so you know let's give him give him a chance so that when we do get a rookie quarterback in here he can be able to mold him you know help him out. Uh, we okay. know if we had Blake doing it, hey, it would be a catastrophe. I mean, I, 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 I feel you, um, P. You know, um, so we're going to Jacksonville. And I, I really, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm, I, I do. I think, I think Doug Marone may deserve a little more time. I've been, I've been on, I've been on Tampa Bay's coach for a while, Dirk Cutter. But Dirk has had one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Jameis Winston. He just has not utilized him to his fullest potential. I think we reached Blake Borders' potential two years ago. And he, he slipped up last year and kind of fooled us with a little fool's goal. And we yeah. gave him another, yeah. another shot and more money. And uh, he just really has not lived up to his potential at all um, this well, season. I, 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 well, Mr. Darrell, I don't understand why they had to throw such a big number there. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a big number as far as most most quarterbacks that's been on the team for five years. But I mean, fifty-four million. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's a stretch. He because last year it was mostly those young receivers doing. You know what I mean? They they really was throwing out there, and we had a running game that was kind of strong. So that's, and then the defense was, I mean, take over the game, just like it did against Indianapolis. But, I mean, another thing we have to lay blame a little bit on is the defensive coordinator. I mean, how, how you can play press, press, all, I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Have these cornerbacks sitting back, waiting, waiting, wait, these receivers getting five yards, ten yards of cushion to, I mean, when it's, it's third and four. Third and six, third and seven, and they're giving them ten yards cushion to be able to go make a button hook. You know what I mean? Uh, go out and get the pass off, or either the back comes out the backfield. I mean, last year we we seen where most of the defensive linemen had their hands up. Now we can't we don't even see none of them throw their hands up. But every other team has their hands up, blocking blitz passes, stopping them from. You know what I mean? His mobility. That's another thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's kind of, you know, sour. It's sour. Our defense is good, but at the same time, the, the coordinator got to send more blitz. These other teams sending blitz at us. They got nine, nine in the uh, right down line. I mean, eight to nine <laughs> because they know that Blake wasn't going to be able to throw anything. And and they know that, you know, our offensive coordinator had nothing but just, you know, throwing off to the side instead of going down the field. 
We have to have a quarterback that can make some big plays. We got to have a defense that can be able to, I mean, come up, press, press, press. Well, let me ask I mean, you a question. Do you have any suggestions of um, uh, of some of these quarterbacks that might be able to come in here and do a little damage? You know, a couple of years ago, Tyrod Taylor came to Jacksonville, I think it was, and won a playoff game with Buffalo Bills. And he came, then he went to the, to the uh, Cleveland Browns and was expected to start. I think he did start a couple of games. And then they benched him for Baker Mayfield. So Tyrod Taylor is out there. And we know Robert Griffin played well for a couple of years with the Washington Redskins. Then his head got so big he couldn't walk through a door. But now he's been benched for about a year or so with the Baltimore Ravens. He's on their bench now, third string. Came in yesterday, did a little bit. But he might be available. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing some names out there. But do you think it's anybody out there that they might try to go out and get? Or... Is it Jacksonville going to try to get something through the draft? What what's going on? What do you think? How how are they going to fill that position at quarterback? Since we already know, they've already made it clear that Blake Bortles will not be coming back with the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, it would if if you know if the powers that be could throw in somebody like you know uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers or uh, 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 <laughs> hey, like you said, if, if we can run into you know, Tyrod. And, I mean, Tyrod is not a bad quarterback. He's I got agree. He's a winner. Athletic qualities. And He's a winner. Not only him, like you said, RG3. But RG3 yesterday, I mean, he showed us RG3. I mean, that pass, when he got in there, when, you know, the young yeah. guy got, the rookie got out, I mean, he didn't show me nothing. He didn't I'm going to tell you, man, when you look at that pass, look at it again. The, pa- the, the pass was quite accurate, and you look at it, it looked like that, uh, the defender was pulling that receiver's arm down and his shoulder down, and they're not going to make that call pretty much the last game, last play of the game in overtime. They just don't make those calls. They probably should have, but that was a pretty good pass. And another quarterback that's out there that we have to even have to think about, um, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he suffered a pretty bad injury a couple of years ago, and uh, um, now... He's he's had a chance to sit back, uh, recover. Haven't played. I don't think he played any this year. So his health should be pretty good coming back. Um, he, he's another name. Now this is a question. You know, we we know that um, Jacksonville had um, um, oh man, I can't think of his name right now. Um, the tall the tall black quarterback from Marshall. Oh, Lef- Brian Leftwich. Yeah, so we know Jacksonville had a black quarterback before, and, and Brian Leftwich. But you know, Robert, all those quarterbacks I just named are are are, are white guys, are black guys. You know, Robert Griffin, um, Tyrod Taylor, and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think Jacksonville would do well with with either one of those three guys coming here. Well, like you said, uh, to me, the best out of all three of those is is uh, Tyrod. I mean, because uh, Robin Griffin, you know, he's a, he's a nice quarterback, but what you were saying as far as on his pass, I was, I was looking at it. It was nice, but, I mean, when you're facing somebody like Kansas City or, or teams that are up there, they don't want a lot of games, the ref is not going to make no calls on your behalf. So you, you have to, I mean, he, he would have did better to run. I mean, third down, uh, three, third and 22, uh, you get half of the yards. You do not go out there and try and get everything 
at one spot. You get half the yard, and then the next down, you you can you know what I'm saying. Work with it more better, but you right. can't. I mean, it's a prevent defense. The defense is yeah. Right there. They they waiting. It's like you know they hungry. They got their handkerchiefs around their neck. I mean, they got the forks and knives out. You know, hey, they trying. <laughs> You're right. They trying, yeah, they, they, hey, they ready to you know. Like they be doing, have they spooned out ready to eat? You know? You're right. Hey, but Phil, but P, you, I, I, I feel you. You know, um, um, it's 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 gonna be some some somebody has to come in here and take on this yeah. this role as quarterback for the uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd hate to see a rookie come in here because we really have seen a lot. I've uh, seen some of these rookies this year come in the league and and have had had struggles. You know, um, yeah. um, Don Sam Donald. Uh, he's he's had struggles for, with the New York Jets. Uh, I can't think of the Buffalo Bills quarterback, but he's had struggles. So it'll be a struggle if they bring in a rookie quarterback. But if they do bring in a quarterback with some uh, with some veteran experience and that solid defense, I think Jacksonville is going to rebuild and bring back. I think it might be something real special in Jacksonville. Hey, P, don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night talking sports. Go ahead. Let's make it quick. We got to get out of here. Just be real quick. Now, Jacksonville will be doing really good if we can just get Cobwell out of the door. I mean, he let uh, quarterbacks like Holmes for Kansas City uh, be on the roster, doing what they do. All of these, these I mean, Heisman Trophy winners, it's like as if he's been looking over them and saying, no, I don't, I don't want that. I want the second runner at. So we need somebody that's going to go and get a, a Heisman Trophy winner. Look at what you know, uh, the hometown boy up uh, in, you know, Tennessee did tough. 99 yarder. I mean, nobody yeah, wanted, right. wanted to get him. Yeah, you're right. I mean, thanks, and I we'll talk next week. And please a don't pleasure. be a stranger, man. We got to get out of here. But thanks, yeah. Pete. Don't be a stranger. Hey guys, everybody, thanks for listening and tuning in, and thanks for all of our guests calling in. Uh, we'll be back next week with more sports information on Sports Info UM, ForceAmerica.com. Peace. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thank you.